Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives with my good man, Kyle Q. He is back once again. We're going to talk all things Foo Fighters. How are you doing tonight, Kyle? Doing good. Always good to be here. Glad to have you back. I know we, we've been meaning to bring it back for a while. And then the news of Taylor Hawkins came out. And like, this is the perfect opportunity to talk about this album that we're talking about tonight, as well as the Foo Fighters in general to some extent. So, But I'm really glad you're here. So, yeah, Glad to be here. Uh, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Uh, great great tragedy um yeah you know one, one of the all-time living well was one of the living legends and, and uh it's a shame huge loss for the music community massive i mean i mean everywhere i was looking up i don't know if you saw their video of their induction to the rock and roll hall of fame paul mccartney posted stuff yep. queen posted stuff it was crazy it was nuts but um hey we're here to talk about their third album there's mm-hmm. nothing left to lose and uh yes. So before we get into anything, Kyle, you're a little bit older than me. Don't bear with me. What you have, you actually have the CD in hand. Like what was your, what's your take on this album? What do you got? And what, what's your overall impressions? So this is to me, probably an unpopular opinion. I tend to have a lot of those, but I enjoy the Foo Fighters. I, I would not classify myself as a massive Foo Fighters fan. I love I like all their hits quite a bit. I thought, their their last album I thought was pretty pretty good. The one that just came out uh, is all right. Uh, pretty mixed bag on that one. Hmm. But as a whole, this album, there's nothing left to lose, is probably the and again unpopular opinion only Foo Fighters album that I legitimately enjoy front to back. Every single track on it, like I don't skip any of it. That's so that's where I'm at with this album. It just brings back it's very nostalgic for me. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love their other songs as well. Like they they don't have a single album I would classify as bad. They're a great band. All of them are insanely talented. I mean, especially Dave, I, absolutely incredible songwriter. Um, what he does, it, it's great. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. I just think that, in my opinion, a lot of the other albums have a lot of filler. I don't think there's any of that in this album. I think this album is just front to back, just so, so good. Such a good, just relaxing listen to. Mm. Um, so that's where I'm at with this album. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I, I mean, it has a couple of big hits on it, like Breakout, Learn to Fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got to say, for me personally, I mean, I I do, I, mean, I agree with you a lot. Like, there's the, the, this is probably the one Foo Fighters album. I, this one and the, the one prior, A Color and the Shape, that I can listen to start to finish. Yeah, color and shape is great too. But yeah. that, even that one to me has a couple that I don't find myself going back to all that often. Right, right. I I, I agree with that. I mean, but this one definitely cemented like, all right, we're gonna have a complete album. It's gonna be a whole like journey, if you will. And mm-hmm. but uh, let's get into it, shall we? Let me share my screen here. Let's talk about the album. There's nothing left to lose. Here we go. So, and this was the first appearance of Rip to Taylor Hawkins. Yep their drummer um and i gotta say overall though i mean i truth be told i'm late i'm a, i was a little late to the i enjoy the food fighters party i mean i liked them initially but then i really got into them over the course of like 2017 18 19 then medicine at midnight came out like last year or whatever and i got to see them reopen the garden they are incredible live no matter what they are a fierce force on stage it's crazy but um I mean, this album, one of the few people that could still rock a show sitting 
sitting down completely the entire time. So, yeah, I mean, I forgot he did that in his, I forgot he actually sat down and performed in his chair while he even hurt his ankle or his leg or something, right? Yep. So, but I mean, this album, I mean, it is their third studio album by the Foo Fighters, uh, released on November 2nd, 1999. And I mean, what I mean, what if you could, Kyle? Like, let's say it's it's November second, nineteen ninety nine. I know, I know, right? It's coming out, and you're like, Good oh my time. god, <laughs> exactly. Like, the, the this is the next Foo Fighters album. The first thing you do, you put it on. What's the first thing you notice? First thing that I notice is that it's. I don't want to say it's very different, but it has a different feel to it than any of their other works uh and that includes anything after it as well which is one thing i appreciate about the band in general i feel like they most of their albums have different vibes from each other like there's none there's no two that sound exactly alike which especially in this genre is pretty hard to do but this album right away with stacked actors it really hits the ground running with that so it really just hooks you right away and as you go through it there's so many mellow songs too that they just knock out of the park. Every song on it is great. Even the ones that you, you know, you wouldn't picture like, Oh, I can go back to this song that often. It's like so mellow, but it's just so good. He does. They did it in such a good way. It's also the only um, album they've done as a three piece band. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yep. This is the only one. And I thought it was great. Everything about it. And it's definitely more experimental than the previous ones. Uh, that, that's for sure. It goes without saying. But I think that it paid off in a great way. And I, I listened to it through about three times today. It was so good that I didn't even realize I listened to it that much. I just had it on in the background. And at no point did I think I got to change the song. And it went through like three times. It's so good. Would I you say that? I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's I'm good. Okay. Would you say that this album is quote unquote timeless to you? Like you say, you listen to it about three times. Would you say it's like a timeless record for you personally? I would say it's definitely timeless for me. I would also say that for me, this is a this is a winter to early spring album, and what I mean by that is. I'm someone I very much associate uh, times of the year with different sounding albums. Specifically, this one brings me back to freshman year of high school. I listened to this one a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was specifically in the mornings on the bus on a cold day. And this just has, like, this is not like your, this is not your fun upbeat like summer album like this is this wouldn't have your song of the summer on it but what it does have is a bunch of great melodies very well written songs and to me i i would say yes if it was timeless i would say to me personally yes uh there's not a single song years later uh you know well over a decade later i wasn't into them when this first came out i i was just about four um <laughs> but once i did start getting into the foo fighters uh i haven't grown sick of a single one of these songs it's been you know close to 15 plus years now 
and I can still listen to any of them. And when I listen to the album, it still feels like I'm listening to it for the first time. That's great. I mean, it sonically does sound, it is different from um, the color and the shape, which I do agree. We, we, we touched on it briefly, but that is, a, that is a good record on its own, truthfully. It's great. And some of the songs that came <laughs> off of it, I, you know, talk about timeless songs. It's some of the most timeless hits come from there. And, you know, with those ones, those are more upbeat and more like pumped up those like those could are definitely the more you want to get a crowd going you're going to play uh monkey wrench you're going to play my hero you know you're going to play those songs yeah or ever long i mean of course yeah ever long of course i mean it's again timeless they're a great band um i i love what they did here i and i love most of their big hits yeah um I mean, listening to this album from start to finish for me, uh, the full disclosure, I, mean, I only listened to like when I first like I have a Foo Fighters playlist or whatever on Spotify and I, I listen to it. But like I, I listened to probably like the hits as well, quote unquote hits as well, like for the most part, and not just for this album, but in general for them. I have like a set block of Foo Fighters I just listen to on like whatever on a whatever basis. But this is the first time, truthfully, while we're doing this, you know, on YouTube and podcasts, whatever. Like this is the first time I listened to it from start to finish this album, truthfully. And I got to agree with you. It is a very different album than the color mm. and the shape or even the one right after one by one. Yep. But <clears throat> I'm sick. Everyone forgive me. But like, this is a great, like overall fantastic, you know, n- bunch of songs. It's really, really well done. And Dave himself has gone on to say that this might be the best one they've ever done. So I would I would definitely <laughs> agree with that. I think it definitely is. I mean, it's I think songwriting wise, it definitely takes that for me. I mean, yeah. for me, you talk about like the the hits and your your playlist. I, I would agree with that. I mean, my other than this album, my essential Foo Fighters is essentially their greatest hits album. Yeah. And then plus like the stuff that came after that that was that wasn't included on that obviously came after. But I again just the hits from there. But this one, they this one as an album is a work of art. Like this doesn't feel just like a especially in modern times, what you get is a here's like eleven songs, we're gonna throw it together, we're gonna call it an album. Yeah. It feels like they cohesively wrote a work of art album, and that's something you don't get very often anymore. Unfortunately, no. I mean, we talked about Panic of the Disco and Death of a Bachelor. I mean, that might be like one of the last times we saw that. Yep. But um <coughs> Bear with me, everyone. I'm still sick. Uh, let's get into the track listing, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about it. So there's only 11 songs. I mean, outside of the Japanese and you know yeah. extra it's tracks, but like tracks and all that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I just want to list them off to everyone first before we get into anything. Stacked actors, breakout, learn to fly, gimme stitches, generator, Aurora. Live in Skin, Next Year, Headwires, Ain't It the Life, and MIA. I mean, when you said what you said is correct, like I mean, I'm, to me personally, like a cohesive, a cohesive actual album, like instead of just saying, hey, here's 12 songs, here's 15 whatever songs, throw them out, whatever. I mean, that's one thing, but like to actually almost, almost like uh, not necessarily a concept of them, but have like a sequence of songs in like a really good order. They did that here really well. Yes. It feels like methodically planned. It doesn't just feel like we had 11 songs 
here you go. We got to put out an album. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I felt like the cohesiveness was there for, for sure on this record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the way it starts. It, it kind of starts with the pretty much all of the more upbeat, fast paced songs are in the beginning. Once you get like halfway through, once you hit uh, after generator, you have a mellow album for the rest of the time and it works. Yeah. I mean, it, it really, it truly does. Um, let's get into each song, shall we? Yep. Uh, so stacked actors. What's your take as a, as an album opener? Cause I know we talked about that last time as an album opener. I think that this really sets the tone for the album in general. I think that it, it, uh, very well sets you up for what you're going to hear. It sets it up as pretty much immediately the drum hits in the beginning. You're already like, Oh, the sound is different. Mm. Uh, again, in a good way. Lyrics yeah. are all right. Um, one thing with the Foo Fighters, I, lyrically, I've never been too drawn in, but mm-hmm. the melodies are great. Uh, and the songwriting themselves, like, like the actual structure of the songs is awesome. But I think this is a perfect intro to the album. If I'm not mistaken. I think the rumor is that the song is about Courtney Love. Don't know the trueness of that. I don't know if that's ever confirmed or denied, but uh it's a great song. Mm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, everything you just said, like, nailed it on the head for me, too. Um, let's go to number two, Breakout. You do make me run in dizzy circles in my head. I mean, come on. It's a really, like, you're right, though. Like, I, I, I didn't pick up on that until you just said that. Like, the first, like, really, like, hard-hitting, not hard-hitting, necessarily, but, like, the harder songs are in the beginning, and then once you get down to the rest, it's not, it's not as hard, but I agree with you. Yeah, um, I mean, Bre- it, yeah. it does it, like, it's the, if you notice, it's the first five, and then Aurora is pretty mid tempo, and then the rest of it is it's pretty much slow paced throughout the whole rest of the album. Yeah, I mean, it's I, intentional. Almost like it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Breakout, I mean, I love the song too. I think it's phenomenal. It's like his Dave's vocals too on this album. I forgot to mention his vocals are great as well. Yes. So, um, <clears throat> now let's talk about it. Learn to fly. Were they one of their first? Was it their first Hot 100 hit? If I'm not mistaken, is that right? Uh, I'm not sure. Actually, I will say this is the song that actually got me like really into the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, you know, I ever long I knew that it was. I enjoyed ever long is good. But this song is the one that really hooked me in, especially the music video. It's another mm. thing fighters have always done excellent music videos. They always yeah. knock it out of the park. I think especially back in the day. But I mean, even even their newer ones are really good too. Yeah. And just for those of you who are listening, you won't be able to see this, but like it did it did chart at number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100. So it reached the top 20 back in the day in 1999, 2000. So it did I I, I remember looking at that somewhere. I was like, all right, I knew it. Somewhere, learn to fly did hit the hot 100 and it hit the alternative airplay, rock airplay. Um, it was a pretty big hit back then, too. Yeah, so and it's it's it. it I mean, I have you seen Foo Fighters Life? I forgot, I have not. Oh, when they when they do tour again, again, Rip Taylor Hawkins, you are forever missed. They're really, really, really good live, like, like 
incredible energy. And this song, I remember so clearly, this the, this one song, Learn to Fly, went over so well, like to the audience, like the way the guitars are. It just went over really well as, as, a, as a live song. So I love it. Um, but yeah, you got to see them when, they, when, when you can. Um, yeah, if, you know, when and if they tour again, which I'm sure they will at some point. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine this is the end of the Foo Fighters. No. But whenever think, they're around again, that's when I'm going to go see them. I think Dave will find some way. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, like I said, they're great live. Uh, give me stitches. I'll, get, I'll, get you, I'll get, let you go first. Give me stitches. I think is a really underrated one from the album. I don't see many people talk about it. Uh, I love it. I, I really enjoy it. It's not the most like experimental. It's definitely not like the, you know, the most in your face song, but it's really good. It's, it's catchy. It sticks in your head. And, uh, you know, I think it's placement in the album works. Again, it's one of the more upbeat, fast paced songs. I completely agree. Truthfully. I mean, <coughs> I'm still sick. Sorry, everyone. Um, I thought, give me a you know, first time through listening to it all the way through. Give me stitches was a surprise for me. I mean, what it, it was, I, I was, I would definitely say it's underrated as a Foo Fighters song. I definitely agree with you on that statement. Um, it does. It is really a good song. Truthfully. I, I didn't like it. I didn't really hear it until I, the album today. So I listened to it all the way through. I was like, wow. Yeah, I think I personally think that this song can stand, you know, toe to toe with any of their big singles. Like if, if this was released, if you put this in the middle of their greatest hits album, I, I wouldn't think anything of it. I think it holds up just as well as any of those. Hmm. I, I agree. Um, generator, generator, generator. Um, I'll let you go first again. And I want to get your overall. I, I like it too. What's your impression of generator? I like generator. Uh, it's not one of my favorites on the album. Okay. Uh, with that said, I very much enjoy it. Just like every other track on the album. I do yeah. think that it could have been, I believe it was a single. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. I do believe that, that they should have done gimme stitches instead of this if if that is the case i do believe it was a single but um you know it's not bad i can see why it might not have been the most commercially successful or popular it's just kind of a standard by the book song there's nothing great or too special about it it's just kind of middle of the road but in a good way yeah it was a single i just checked really quick though generator was a a single for the album uh, they they released five singles, so they really stacked the, the ones that are again when those you're listening to us, you won't be able to see this, but stacked actors, breakout, learn to fly, generator, and next year were all singles for the album. So um Aurora? Is that am I saying that right? I want to make sure I say that right. Yep. You yeah. got it. Um, I'll go first in this one. I don't remember exactly if I heard this one live or not when I saw them at the garden, uh the Madison Square Garden, but I do know no, I know. I think I did because they they when they played they toured the play towards the end of the set, um, mm-hmm. towards like the end of the main set they had like a three song encore, but they played for like a three hours too. Um, I remember they played this song though towards the end instead of, instead of this is a call they replaced that with this song and I I I I liked it quite a bit. I mean it did it came off better live than on the record truthfully, which I mean just as a testament of how good they are live. But I do like the song quite a bit truthfully. What's your take on Aurora? 
over time I've come to like it more. Okay. Uh, when I was younger and in my angsty high school days, <laughs> let's say I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but over time, the older I've gotten, the more and more I found myself enjoying the song. Mm. And I, I think that it's the perfect transition from that first half of the album into the second half. And it works. It's literally the middle song too. Yeah. So it it, it's not, it's not terribly slow. It's just, again, it's the longest song on the album, but it's not bad. It's, it's a good song. I do enjoy it. It Dave's vocals on it. And, and again, I don't know if I said this or not, but this album I think is Dave's strongest performance vocally. Uh, especially in terms of melodies i really enjoy all of the melodies on this album they're very well crafted they're very well written and again just like i said uh bab give me stitches this aurora the melody of it the chorus like, sticks in your head after you hear it mm. it, it, def- it definitely does um i agree with you on that um so now that that's the first six songs now let's go down to the next uh the next few shall we live in skin what's your take on that it's probably my least favorite on the album. Okay. It's probably the most forgettable one to me. I, I agree. Uh, it serves its purpose in terms of the album. And I, I definitely wouldn't get rid of it. And I don't skip over it when I listen to the album. But if mm-hmm. I, in terms of the album, I don't skip over it. Okay. But if I have my songs on shuffle and it comes on, I have to be in a certain mood to hear it or else I'll probably just skip by it. It's, it's not bad, but I wouldn't say it's great. It's just kind of, hovering in the middle it's it's all right uh, okay. nothing too special for me yeah i tend to i i tend you pretty much nail the head on what i was thinking too i mean it is a very good like like start of the second half of the album if you i mean I, that's the way i look at that but i mean i i agree with what you said um i do agree with that um next year what do you think this to me is the perfect single from this album other than learn to fly and break out Oh yeah. Um, I love next year. This is when I talk about Dave's melodies and vocals on this album, this is my go-to song. I think of really it's, I love this song. I can't even describe what it is about it. Cause it's such a slow song, but it's so nice. And again, I can see why as a single, it may not have been the most commercially successful. It's not really what someone would go to the Foo Fighters to listen to. Right. But man, it is good it is really good it is i mean i i i didn't even realize they released it as a single I'm gonna check it. they released it as a single in on december 4th 2000 so 22 years ago a little a little under 22 years ago final uh, it. final single from the album too yeah maybe like a last minute push like hey let's do it you know yeah um yeah i mean hey uh, I, I like it a lot too. I mean, it definitely it, it, it is it is slower, like you said, but it, it's still good. It's not like mm-hmm. it's, it's not like a middle of the road type of thing, you know, whatever, right? Like some it's not a filler song, but it's still good. <coughs> still sick. Uh headwires. What's your take? I love headwires. Mm-hmm. Uh this is another one. So my my ideal singles from this album. Yeah. As much as I love stacked actors, I would have replaced that as a single with Headwires. Okay. Just in terms of the album, I think that it's more 
representative of the album sound as a whole. Mm. Not that Stacked Actors isn't, but I think that Headwires may have been a more successful, more representative single for the album. I can see why it wasn't a single, but I think it would have been a little more successful in Stacked Actors, um, which doesn't really get as much love from the broad mainstream music community as a lot of their other singles do. Same thing with uh, Generator, same thing with Next Year. But I think I would have done as singles, I would have done Breakout, Learn to Fly, Next Year, Give Me Stitches, and I would have done Headwires. I think that's it's a very representative song of what you have here. I think the vocals, the guitars, the drums, it's, it's all there. It's, it's a good song. It's not just a good Foo Fighters song. It's a good, it's a great song. We agree, buddy. (laughs) We completely agree. It is really good. It's such, it's, 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 would you, would you say it's underrated at all or no? I would say it's underrated. I, I would say that most of this album, if not the album as a whole, mm. is very underrated. Uh, when I hear people talk about Foo Fighters, I very rarely hear them discuss this album much. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not in many like Foo Fighters um, centric groups normally. But when I yeah. do see people specifically, people are more into like mainstream and the popular stuff. I never really hear this album get talked about much other than Learn to Fly. And maybe some people mention Breakout here and there. Right. But even then, it's even that one's not as uh, discussed. I mean, but, out of the, I mean, just really quick before we wrap up with the last two songs, um, the two, the, the, the three, to me, when I, when I think of this album, I think of Breakout Generator, Learn to Fly. But that's me. I mean, those are like the probably the three most well-known songs off the album too. Outside of "Learn to Fly," you know. So yeah, one hundred percent. I would say this whole album, though, especially the non-singles, I would put them as the most underrated songs in Foo Fighters catalog, mm. uh, along with. And I wouldn't say these ones are too underrated, but two of my other favorites by them are actually the ones from the greatest hits album. The uh, word for word or word forward and um, and wheels. I love the, both those songs. And what I like about them is they kind of remind me in a way of this album when mm, I listen okay. to them. And that's why I like them so much. So yeah, I would definitely say these are underrated. Yeah, wheels is great. Oh my God. Um, we had wires. Ain't it the life? I, bo- I think Ain't it the life was on the set list at the garden that night. I could be wrong if I was on the set. I don't think they played it, but mm. um. I do know that I, I believe that it was like it was, it was either that set list or one of the following sets for the Foo Fighters tour, their 26th anniversary tour. Uh, this was one of the songs on the list. It was like, but that's one song replaced it when they played it live. But mm-hmm. um, and the life, what do you think? I think it, I like it a lot. Uh-huh. It very much serves its purpose toward the end of the album. Uh, probably. The slowest on the album, mm. maybe rivaled by next year, but it's, it's such a peaceful, nice listen to. Like it, it takes a lot for a song to be peaceful and still enjoyable to listen to because there's a lot of stuff you can just put on in the background. Like when you think of peaceful music, you think like, I need to do work or clean. I'm just going to put something on the background and tune it out. Yeah, it takes a lot for a song to be legitimately good and peaceful that you want to listen to it. Like just sit there and relax, and that's what the song 
that's the vibes the song gives off. I, the more I think about it, I, I actually I agree with you on that. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't think about it like the way you thought about it until you just said it. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really good way of putting it, truthfully. So, yeah, I, mean, I, I was at work today and I was, you know, just had it on when I was listening to the album and it was on. And I was like, you know, what? this is it's, it's such a nice song. It, you, it, it's a song you can listen to while doing something. Yeah. But also just, it, it's still good to listen to. It's not just faded into the background of, uh, I'm not going to pay attention and have something on, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, I agree. Let's see. Uh, last but not least, the track number 11, MIA. Uh, this, for me, I mean, when I'm jumping to the last song, that I means as an album closer, I thought it was good. Good closer. What do you think? I would say this is the perfect song to close the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, lyrically, probably my favorite of the album lyrically. I think okay. that even just the lyrics being the closing track of the album, like tonight I'm leaving going MIA, it, it's great. Uh, I, I couldn't picture a perfect, a more perfect way to end this album. Mm. All right, yeah. Um, I just want to push something out too because I know that we thought we could, we could make a whole another episode about something else regarding like new songs or new albums. Yeah. But I want to look at the length of each song. There's no song that's under two minutes, which I love. No. I love that. Yeah, me too. Like there's four sixteen, and in, in, in number from one to twelve, one to eleven, four sixteen. 321, 355, 342, 348, 549, 352, 436, 437, 415, and 403. Those are, you know, good chunk songs. I mean, it's not like nowadays you're like, like I listen to Machine Gun Kelly's latest album, and a lot of them were like mm-hmm. two minutes. I'm like, come on, man. Almost every song is two minutes or less. I know. It's now, like, what, what happened? Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed a little sidebar. I enjoyed Machine Gun Kelly's last album. I am a Machine Gun Kelly fan. Me too. Um, because of the last two albums, yeah. Yeah. I, even his rap stuff, I thoroughly enjoyed most of that. Mm. But there's something to be said, and I think this is the overall, like you said, we could do an entire episode on this. There's something to be said about the length of music these days. Where you have musicians like Dave Grawl and the Foo Fighters, um, to a lesser extent, Green Day would be, you know, they they were still over three minute songs, even though they were on the shorter side. Right. But even just all these other bands, like these great talented musicians. Notice none of these songs at any point do you feel bored listening to? I agree. Now, if you took any of the songs from Machine Gun Kelly's last album or any of these other more modern, like pop punk revival acts is what I call them, like Machine Mm -hmm. Gun Kelly, um, Black Bear, what are the other ones? Uh, Jaden and like uh, Willow, like all of them. You take any of them, you stretch any of those songs out from two minutes to four minutes. You're going to get bored of them halfway through. They know what they're doing by keeping those songs short. And that's because everyone's attention span these days has gotten ridiculously short in any form of entertainment. You talk, look at TikTok. Everyone's just like, it's a five second video and you keep scrolling and it's, Nowadays, the video is over like 15 seconds. People don't want to watch. It's the same thing with music. It's been, we're, we've been so, like, we've had such short songs pushed on us for the past couple of years. And I'm seeing even artists that, you know, I like and have grown up with start doing 
shorter songs when I know they're capable of more. Right. Foo Fighters did not do that on their last album. Nope. They've had some very questionable choices with their last album, but they didn't do that. Yeah, at least they didn't go like, we're going to make a one and a half minute song. Like, Let's go back to the 60s, right? <laughs> yeah, well, having, a, having Shame Shame be the first oh, yeah, single yeah. off that album was the... I don't know what they were thinking with that because the rest of the album was actually pretty decent outside of a like one more song other than that, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. So, I mean, bands can still make questionable choices. But again, none of these songs, most of them are close to, if not over four minutes long. And at yeah. no point do you feel bored listening to it. It's true. No point Because they're well-written, they're well-structured and there's stuff going on. It's not like like today, pop music and pop punk, they say, well, we need a verse, a chorus, verse, chorus, repeat the chorus, we're done. You don't get very well written things anymore. And, you know, that's no no diss on Travis Barker. He's a great (laughs) drummer. But uh, everything he's been doing lately has sounded very similar and all been within the two minutes or less realm. Travis, we're coming for you. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um... <clears throat> still sick um but yeah that i mean thank goodness that the foo fighters at least there's still people today making three and a half minute four minute songs i mean thank god so yeah um you know thank god um i just want to touch on really quick did have you ever heard the australian jeff I, I have not but the bonus track for turn I, no? I might have years and years ago i couldn't for the life of me remember it no all right no it, I, I wasn't the title sure. it sounds familiar like i probably heard it a long time ago i I just don't remember anything about it. Okay. No, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. So, um, what, you know what I was going to say? You know, it's funny. You look at like, you, we talked, we briefly talked about like, you know, song length and whatnot. You know what that means, right? For the live shows, either one oh, of two things. Longer. No, I know, but like either the songs, either the, like the shows are going to be shorter and have two opening acts. Which, you know, we'll talk about that another mm. day, but like, or, they play 25 songs or 20 or 20, you know, eight or whatever that are all like bam, 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 bam. You know, that's me. Yep. So that's another conversation for another time though. <coughs> Still sick. Um, any other comments for this? There's that. There's nothing left to lose by the Foo Fighters, their third album. Uh, and like I concluding thoughts off? I guess I would just say that this album was very much a one-off mm. uh, in terms of not only this time period of the band being a three-piece and all that, which I think worked incredibly well. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, it'll never happen. I think it'd be very interesting if they did that again. I mean, now one-third of that three-piece is gone. Uh, yeah. But man, what a way for... And I, he did play with the band before this, you know, live and whatever. But what, what a way for Taylor to come in and have his first album with them be this one i think it's a true statement and you know because again color in the shape very well done first foo fighters album dave played everything on that album he wrote and played everything the guy's a genius so to have someone else be able to play the drums for dave grawl who's already a great drummer in his own right yep and have that drummer be just as good and just as charismatic. Yeah. 
it's just they, they found what I think was the, I don't want to call it the missing piece because they were still, they were very successful with the previous albums. But yeah, I, I just question if they would be as big as they were without Taylor Hawkins. And uh, it's a real shame that he's not here anymore. It's a very, I mean, it's very sad. Truthfully, I mean, I, he, when I found out, like you and my friend Bill, who I do another show with, um, we, he messaged me literally at like 1 a.m. And you too. Yep. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? He's not dead. And sure enough, I was like, holy yep. crap, he's dead. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought it was like a fake, like TMZ style oh, yeah. article at first. And because it's like 12 30, it's about to go to bed. And I turned my phone screen on. And I saw that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I clicked on it. I was like, yeah, oh, there's no way. And sure enough, unfortunately, it was true. Terrible. Absolutely de- devastating, truthfully. So I also want to say about this album that, uh, yeah, I don't think that they made a album nearly as good as anything on this one mm-hmm. for years after it. Um, you know, they had some like songs on some albums that were good, but I'd say that wasting they, they went all the way into like wasting light to have a great album again. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. And I even mean, that you, is like to me, there's skippable songs on that. There is. I mean, I'm wasting a lot. I mean, there's like four songs that I know by heart, and the rest is like, all right, whatever. So, same with one by one. I mean, one by one is like a lot of great songs on it, but it's like, yeah, you know. So, see, that's the thing. The way the Foo Fighters have always been to me, minus this album. That's what I love about this album is their good songs have always been absolutely incredible, untouchable songs. Yeah, but the filler songs in between have always been. There's always been very many of them. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's they're. I mean they are. They're they are incredible. I mean, just, I mean, I, I think they're a really really good band. Truthfully. Oh yeah, they're incredible. <laughs> I mean they they have so many great hits, so many great songs in general. Like they are just they are a very good cohesive band live too. I mean I know you haven't seen them, but they are. Truly, really, 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 really good live, and their records. I mean, are, are really good. I mean, Everlong, what um, was it? Um, All My Life, you know, Best of You. These are really, they're all great songs, too. I mean, we, 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 and Taylor Hawkins, I mean, he left us, he's 50 years old. 50. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it sucks, too. So, way too soon. Way, like, really sad, too soon, truthfully. Um, do you have any other comments, concerns, questions at all for the um, there's nothing left to lose at all? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. But, uh, you know, just, you know, thoughts go out to Taylor's family and uh, Foo Fighters family, uh, every, everyone that knew him. You know, it, it's a real shame. Uh, it's a big loss for the music community as a whole. Uh, he, he, seemed like a, he seemed like a genuinely great kind person yeah he he when he it's funny just a side note before we wrap up today's video uh, or today's stream he actually uh when i saw them live reopening madison square garden which was again if you have not seen them live kyle get on it they're they're really 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 good live uh, anyways so taylor hawkins this is just the one highlight that taylor hawkins brought to my life truthfully taylor hawkins 
Dave was on drums for this song. I was like, oh my God, first performance. Dave's on drums. They're going to cover the whole audience. Like, they're going to cover Nirvana. Oh my God, right? And sure enough, like, and I'm like, they're not going to cover Nirvana. Dave no. is like, no way. I, I, I've, I've watched Dave in enough interviews. He's not going to do that. No. But <coughs> they did the next best thing. Who is singing Queen is Taylor Hawkins. He's covering yeah. Somebody to Love by Queen. And, and I'm he like, did, that did a is great awesome. job. I saw that. I did see that. He did a great job. It was so good. He did such a good job as a singer, too. Mm-hmm. What a talented guy. I mean, the guy, he was an incredible drummer, incredible voice. He sung Queen. Come on. If you could sing Queen, you could sing anything. Yeah. So, but the dude was an incredible drummer. Uh, rip to a legend, truthfully, and uh, you will be missed, Terrell Hawkins. You will be missed. Mm-hmm. So, seriously, and it was incredible. He was just an incredible drummer. So, um, is that going to do it for us? Uh, that covers everything I need to say. Uh, same here. So, I guess, uh, I guess that'll do it for us, everyone. Thank you for so much for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. We. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed this live stream of us talking about all things the Foo Fighters. There's nothing left to lose and rip to our incredible an incredible drummer, Taylor Hawkins. Dave, if you're listening, we are rooting for you and he- hopefully you're healing okay. Seriously, dude. Um, but thank you so much for watching, listening. Have you enjoyed us? Kyle, thank you. Again. We've been meaning to do this for a couple of weeks now and I wanted to thank you again for your time, your patience. You're incredible. So, Yeah, love doing it. So always a pleasure. And uh, we will be back for more at some point soon. Uh, we're not sure what topic or what album or artist, but we'll figure that out in the coming days or weeks and we'll let you know. So, uh, yeah. So stay safe. And-